Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips, and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Laura Grassi, and today I'll be talking to you about the top five most commonly used cell lines. Do you want to use a cell line, but are not sure where to start? Or perhaps you're just curious about the most commonly used cell lines? Our top five most commonly used cell lines will help you get a feel for the cells that many researchers turn to. So let's start. In at number five is SF9 cells. Well, we didn't say that it would just be human cell lines, did we? Derived from the ovaries of the full armyworth moth, these cells are probably related to all insect cell lines in labs worldwide. SF9 insect epithelial cells can be cultured as both adherent or suspension cells. Most cell lines are adherent cells, which grow only on the surface of the culture vessels. This limits the number of cells that you can expect to obtain from each culture. Similarly to E. coli, suspension cells can grow in the entire volume of the medium, thus increasing the number of cells that can be harvested from a vessel. Furthermore, and because of the high volume to cell number ratio, suspension cultures allow much more effective use of medium than adherent cultures. SF9 baclovirus systems are typically preferred for large-scale protein production, including industrial manufacture of mammalian proteins, including the vaccine for cervical cancer, Cervarix. In at number four is CHO or CHO cells. CHO or Chinese hamster ovary cells are, as the name suggests, ovary-derived cells, but this time we are talking about mammalian cells. Similarly to SF9 cells, they can exist both as adherent or suspension cells in culture. CHO cells are used in many biological, medical, and pharmaceutical research applications, including recombinant protein production and studies of the epidermal growth factor receptor. In at number three, insert your favorite immortalized human cell line here. Some may consider it cheating to use a cell line collection instead of a single cell line. But depending on your research area, you may use a collection such as those from the NCI60 human tumor cell line screen. Alternatively, you might be interested in working with JERCAT or HL60, white blood cells, MCF7, breast cancer, SAOS2 cells, bone cancer, PC3, prostate cancer, Hep G2, liver cancer, or many others. So let's move on to the top unquestionable leaders of our cell line hit parade. In at number two, HEC293 cells. HEC293, or human embryonic kidney derived epithelial cells, are arguably one of the most commonly used cell lines in cell biology research. But why? HEC293 is a rapidly dividing, robust cell line with a good reputation for post-translational modification of its heterologously expressed proteins. It's also pretty amenable to transfection. Therefore, it's hardly surprising that it is often the cell line of choice in transient and stable transformation experiments, for protein expression and production, and even in electrophysiological experiments. And now, for the undisputed leader of them all, the first immortal human cell line established in 1951 is HeLa cells. Unlike the cell lines above, HeLa cells are named after an individual, an American woman called Henrietta Lacks. This episode would be too long to give a full history, but if you aren't aware of how this cell line came to be, check out the episode description 
for a link to a more detailed article on the harrowing origins of the HeLa cell line. Shortly after the establishment of this cell line, HeLa cells were used to proliferate the famous polio vaccine, and they continue to be the most widely used cell line in research labs worldwide. According to The Guardian, HeLa has led to hundreds, if not thousands, of new pieces of knowledge and helped to shape the way medicine moved in the second half of the 20th century and the first decade of this one. It is worth noting that working with cell lines like HeLa has its caveats. For example, striking differences between the HeLa genome and that of normal human cells were revealed following the sequence of the HeLa genome. Specifically, HeLa genome analysis revealed widespread abnormalities in chromosome number and structure, as well as factors commonly associated with cancer cells, such as gene loss. The take-home message here is that selecting an immortalized cell line for your research project to answer biological questions is not straightforward. There are many factors to consider during experimental design and analysis. Remember, immortalized cell lines are simply a model. Selecting the right cell line for your work is key to getting the most reliable results. But with so many choices out there, how do you choose the right one? Check out the episode description for a link to our article on picking the perfect cell line for your research, which will hopefully put you on the right track. So that's it for our top five most commonly used cell lines. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to get more help and advice from mentors at your bedside. Get ready to take your CRISPR research to the next level with CRISPR Unedited, the podcast that brings together experts from around the world to share practical knowledge and helpful advice. Hosted by Dr. Anthony Adamson, manager of the Genome Editing Core Facility at the University of Manchester. This engaging and energetic series will keep you up to date with the latest CRISPR technologies and inspire you on your research journey. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts. Search CRISPR unedited in your podcast app to tune in and unlock the full potential of CRISPR. 